Hello and welcome to the holiday episode of the Three and D's podcast. I'm your host with the most. I'm actually not even really a host. Justin Cortens, happy to be here. Joined as always by my two favorite guys, Mari, and a little dejected Matt Leg today. Um, <laughs> Matt obviously is missing missing home, missing his two best friends. Matt, how you doing, buddy? How you holding up? Uh, doing all right. Had uh, <laughs> the staff Christmas party last night, oh. so got a little dangerous. Um, yeah, they played with kangaroos and stuff, or what? What, what kind of danger are we talking? Oh, just the drinks were flowing. We we also um we should do this sometime. We got a a lawn bowling spot for like a few hours. A lot of fun. Dude, there's that a lawn bowling like place on on like Fur and Fifteen in Vancouver. Like right? The Vancouver Lawn Bowling. Oh yeah, Society. Yeah. Fur and Fifteenth. Yeah. It's a good good spot. Don't you have a membership there, Justin? Not the right one. I membership at at the place next to it. Yeah, the, yeah. So uh, I drive by it all the time. That's... Yeah, my my uh my team for my work did a, a lawn bowling team event. And man, <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's like it's like bowling meets curling, kinda. Um it's kind of it's it's super fun, but it's hard. Yeah. And what yeah. else happened, Matt? Uh I just left my bag so far away. Oh. Now to do that. And I'm moving today, so there's that. But we're here. We're also, you've here. never looked worse. Yeah, no. <laughs> you're like, yeah, and, you, fantastic. and yet you're still radiating. You're still glowing. Yeah. I, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> Your voice is crazy. Yeah. Well, look, glad you're here. We, we can be a distraction for you, Matt, and to you, the audience, the viewer, uh, for the next little hour. Got lots to talk about. This will be our last episode before the Christmas holidays. I think unless you guys have any uh, objections, we can probably still get an episode out uh, before the new year, uh, post post Christmas, pre New Year potentially. Look at Very some doable. Christmas games. Very doable. So we'll we'll try and make that happen. Um, but we got a lot to talk about today. Uh, there's been a lot going on <laughs> the past week. Oh yeah. In the NBA, don't know where to start. I mean, Jaw first game back looks like he doesn't miss a beat. I don't know if we want to start there. Hits a game winner. Um, did you guys see the play? Did you see his his highlights? Uh, are we happy he's back? I'm I'm worried about my my Grizzlies under bet now that he's back. <laughs> <laughs> one game in, yeah, <laughs> one game in to get a win against the um, a pretty good Pelicans. team, the Pelicans. Pelicans, yeah. Um, Marcus Smart still isn't back. Um, the Grizzlies have been really bad, like really bad, like pretty much hopeless. Um, They're now and seven nineteen. And to After be fair, you know, they had generational superstar John Morant not playing for them. Um, and now that he's back, obviously, things are... <laughs> it, it, it's such an easy thing to say. Things are different. Uh, he's so good. I'm excited to see if they could if they could really pull this kind of turnaround off, just because the, the roster behind him is actually pretty good. Um, we'll see when it's completely healthy. Um, obviously, still no Adams for the whole year, but I, I'm interested to see if Marcus Smart makes a difference with... This backcourt, um, it'll be fun to watch that crunch time, Bane, Smart, Jaw, three, some. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, 34 I mean, points in his return. Like, 34. Fucking, fucking, fucking right. And the buzzer beater to beat. And then he's giving the two small, two. Like, he's just back. 
I like I think one of the things with the under was we thought that he'd take some time to readjust and get in there and if he's looking like this, I don't know. It's not like an injury to you where he's gonna sit yeah. out every so often now. Like he might get hurt, who knows like he does have that injury history, but if he plays the remaining like who knows? Honestly. Well, that's what I was thinking is that he 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 didn't come back from an injury. So it's not like he has to ease himself back into basketball. Like yeah. he he just, you know, like threatened to kill a kid. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Um, so he's still been balling. Did you see his post-game interview talking about he's been away for 8 months, he's been doing nothing but grinding and training and how much you can tell how much he missed being away and is he, you know, not to bring fantasy into this so early, but is he like a top 15 fantasy asset rest of season? Like he's he's going to be so motivated to just put all like his dick on the table and 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 shut everyone up for the next, you know, 60 games or 50 games, you know? Well, I'd be glad yeah. to talk with fantasy because I have John Moran. I drafted him in the eight round, eighth round this year in our keeper league. Yeah, that's a great. So I'm going to have him for the next six years. That's a, that's a second round value now moving forward. Yeah. Maybe first. Probably first yeah. round. Um, I'm pretty happy with that. Second, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, I still can't wrap my head around this keeper league. I've never done one for about uh for you know fantasy basketball, so it's uh it's been a new experience. We've got we've already seen some kind of weird trades and in, in our league, and uh, it's tough. But I do like it in that like you are kind of like a, a true GM. Like you have to kind of balance yeah your now versus future and stuff. So I do like it. But yeah, there's different um, ways to go about. It. Like I, me either. This is my first time doing a keeper league for basketball, and I. I as the commissioner, I'm I'm excited because I think it's it's fun that there's different ways to play the game. Um, yeah, we got a a hot trade request now. The 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 group chat is buzzing because mm-hmm. of a, a a trade offer that I accepted. And I will say it wasn't collusion. I didn't plan this. I merely had a trade offer in my inbox and accepted it. And I want to hear your guys' thoughts because there's some. There's some folks in the chat who are who are who aren't so happy about it. The, the trade essentially was um I would receive Stephen Curry and mm-hmm. um and the team's eighth round pick for next year in exchange for Kevon Looney, my Kevon Looney, and my second round pick next year. Which I think in a non-keeper league, I think is very fair. I think that's like reasonable value. Like if it was like a um just a regular league that you're not you're not taking keepers but the argument being made can you trade draft picks in in non-keeper leagues yeah you could yeah you could Hmm. um just like year over year leagues that you you just renew leagues um but the argument being made is that because it's a keeper league and a lot of people will be keeping their first and second round picks um high round draft picks actually aren't that valuable as valuable as a regular league would be um, I want to hear your guys' thoughts. I, Justin Justin seems to be in the camp of it's actually not that bad of a trade. Matt, you seem to be on the other side. What do you guys think? I mean, I I don't think it's that egregious. Like I had a very similar offer and I didn't know what to do. I, I couldn't pull trick on it. Like I could have probably done a similar deal. Um I guess what it, what it came down to for me was I mean, it's just a risk reward. Like, do you think you can win the whole thing this year? And Steph gives you a really good shot at, you know, gives you much better chance at that. But, you know, three keepers per team, 10 team leagues, that's 30 players off the board. And it won't necessarily always be the best 30 players. Like, 
I'm trying to think of an example of like, like I have Cade Cunningham on my team. He, you know, I, I, he would be in consideration for a keep, even though he's not, you know, net, probably my in the top three of my best players for next year. But like, you're trying to bank on improvement, and like that's part of drafting. And um, so a second round return, let's say you finish like fourth or fifth in this, you know, in the, the regular season rankings, that's like a 14th or 15th overall pick. You're still going to get a pretty elite player there. A very good player. Yeah, and Steph, as great as he is, and he is fantastic. Obviously, he's still the peak of his powers. He is 34 now, 35. Um, so while I think you won this trade, I get it for both sides, um, and I don't think it was egregious. I think you probably got a good deal though i would say probably maybe worth a for you know if if it was your first versus your second i think that would also make a bit or of a i was thinking if if i got back a tenth versus an eighth that might like even it a bit versus second and eighth are you for did you make this trade knowing for sure you're keeping steph next year obviously no no that's the thing like i so now i have two first round picks i could possibly keep which is steph or ad i'm not certain i'm gonna keep either it's like I, I, Wait, I, so you can only keep one of them though. Yeah, I can only I, keep one of them. Yeah, so that's also a factor, right? So like yeah. you're you're not really helping your team much out next year. Oh, I'm screwing you, myself over for next year. Like, but like, I mean, like, 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 part of doing this deal would be like, oh, I at least I have Steph for next year. He's an, still an elite player. Like, yeah. doesn't matter. And you're, 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 you're. It's obviously Steph's better than your what would be your third best player. Yeah. Already, but. Yeah. Can I get clarification also? Yeah. So you also then don't have a, you have no shot at keeping your second round pick no, next year. No. So I took a so, so my second round pick from this year was Anthony Edwards, and I've already traded him away. So I, I glory though, so you can't keep marketing now. Marketing will will take third round value because that's where he was selected this year. Oh man, a fucking loophole in the system. Yeah. Wait, I'm so confused. It's all, That's it's true. all. So I traded uh, earlier this year. I traded Laurie Markkinen for Anthony yeah. Edwards. But I again, like, I'm, I'm still not attached to keeping my first round, either my first round or my third round pick, because for me, like, I have two locks right now: Tyrese Maxey, who I drafted in the fifth round, I'm keeping for sure, and John Morant, who I drafted in the eighth round. I don't know who my third keeper is going to be, and it, it could. So be, you're saying that. The you when you trade your your a certain draft pick, you can't keep the player from your team that you originally drafted with the previous year. Well, yeah, because you traded the player away. That's what I'm saying. But he now doesn't have a second round pick, so it's fucking but stupid. Who did you draft in the second? This no, I, so year, I would right? have a I would have a second round pick. I just couldn't keep my second round pick. Like I couldn't keep Anthony Edwards, but I, I would still pick in the second round. No, that's it's just the opposite. Yeah. You should be able to keep Anthony Edwards, but you don't have a second round draft pick next no, year. No, but I, I I traded Anthony Edwards away. Oh, oh, you did but, do that. But also, if you keep the guy, it takes the place of the draft pick. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but, so sorry. what I'm saying is it's fucking it's a loophole because now you you can still keep Lori. Yeah. I don't know. I see what you mean. It, it kind of worked out well for me. So now there's another trade. So firstly, I think I think it it's not even because you're trading Kavon Looney, who you're going to drop anyways. He's getting like five yeah. and two. Yeah. If you traded someone else on your team, like of somewhat value, sure. 
Deshaun's gonna drop him. I don't know why you. Yeah, I don't. I don't I, I'm not. I'm not sure why you want Kevon Looney. So that's I think where it was just I, a mat. It was just to make it a one for one. Like he's doing it just for the draft capital. Well, I was thinking maybe he, know, he like, thinks of him as a keeper. I don't know. Like I don't. Kevon, no. Just any any other player, I think, yeah. Yeah. make more sense. And then My, like, I don't okay. like the system where you can't like you're like you could if you had Anthony Edwards, Mari, you technically couldn't keep him next year right now, right? Yeah, I couldn't keep him right now. Yeah, that's so stupid. That's dumb to me. But why because you, I why? because I no because I traded away my second round pick, so I wouldn't get a second round pick. Period, regardless of keeper or not. I've traded away. I trade that away, so I wouldn't be able to keep him. The way I always view keepers is you have you've you've you keep. Uh, three players and then they're not in the actual draft pool yeah, yeah, when yeah. the draft starts and then you go from round one like round yeah. one first overall yeah, no but you, but your keeper your keeper takes the place of your pick so in lieu of your second round pick you get anthony edwards regardless that's so confusing that's the keep that's the keeper rule that's the keeper rule so, in, so for normal. me for, for the fifth round i'm not gonna have a fifth round pick next year because i'm keeping tyrese maxi and for my eighth round pick, I'm not gonna have an eighth round pick next year because I'm keeping John Morant. God fucking damn it! Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm yes, but I think it's a bit round. It's Jokic, 100. Yeah, so you, unless you're one you one again next pick. year, unless you're one one again next year, you should keep Jokic. Yeah, but if you're one one, then you don't you can you don't need to spend your keeper on Jokic. You could just draft Jokic. Yeah, exactly. Holy shit. And then, you got you got to okay, brush so, up in the constitution, boys. I, I I I this is all laid out. No, I, I know. This, this is, is just... so different from regular keeper, though. No, that's how I've always been. Keeper. No, okay. usually you just it does the, the draft picks don't matter. You get a certain amount of people. You just get to keep, and then and then you do a, a draft like it's a regular Dude, draft. That's so OP, though. You just get you just get the you just get the best guys in your team if it's that way. Well, no, because it, well, if you have really good players, I would imagine you're probably drafting near the bottom, like of the first round. So yeah, the teams that were shitty get get the best picks to start the draft, like first overall. It's just like a reverse snake. No, it's, it's, it's about value. It's about value here. It's an, in in lieu of draft picks, you get players. Is the is the theory behind keeper? Oh. Anyway, and that's then, the. So we had another one. Just yeah. go through. Oh, just now. One of our buddies. Thomas Kennedy, friend of the show, was pissed, and then he immediately accepts the trade within, at least well, it was like within five minutes for me, because I just woke up, saw the messages, and then I see this trade. What is it? It's LeBron and his ninth for Russ, and the second. So an identical trade, essentially, the, the same thing. Yeah, pretty much, except Steph is Steph, and LeBron's LeBron. Yeah, yeah. Like, Different oh value, and it's a ninth as opposed to an eighth. But the funny thing is, TK was the one who was who who yeah. riled up the group chat. He was all like, "This is fucking egregious. This is collusion." And he's like, "You know what? I could get in on this." Let me. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny from that perspective. <laughs> yeah, because Sean just told um, me that he's the one who sent that request. TK is the one who sent that request, not Sean. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so Sean's gonna have a crazy team next year. He's gonna have three second round picks. Yeah, I mean, that being said, I don't trust his drafting. So, we'll see. This is see this is fun. This is fun for me. I, I regardless of, of of value and trading, this is this is a good time. Yeah, it'll be interesting cuz you're you're kind of down there. I I'm I'm, I'm well down there. I haven't I haven't won a matchup this year, I think. There. Um 
But TK's right there, and now he's going to get LeBron for nothing. Yeah, so this yeah. kind of sewers me, because I was hoping that this would take me over the top, but now... Uh... That's interesting. Because what is it, top six make playoffs? Yes. Yeah. You guys are like looking at Sean's roster now, like who can I who can I get here for a so, I mean, I no. I've been trying to get Harden from him for not one of my first three round picks because I ha- I'm keeping Jokic, I'm keeping one B. That's one and three, and then yeah, I I want to have the option to pick my second. I think so Harden I for a fourth is pretty solid. Three. Like that that's that's about value. So, he didn't want at that point, so I think he's still trying to get as much as he can. So. Sean's gonna run this league next year, man. It's gonna be crazy. It'll be pretty funny. I mean, again, that being said, like if everyone keeps the first round, I don't know. It could, it could end. We up could being... sewer him. It's possible to sewer him if we, yeah. if if the whole league kept first and second round picks, then he'd be done for. Yeah, but that, yeah. but alas. Uh, maybe I'll sell too. That's I don't I don't fucking know anymore. Okay, well, <laughs> that was a, that was an elongated fantasy segment. Um, we'll obviously keep you guys in the loop because you must be very invested in uh, in what's going on in our little fun lives. Um, yeah, to wrap up the jaw thing, I think there's definitely <laughs> a chance. <laughs> definitely a chance. Full circle. <laughs> Seven and nineteen. You know they're thirteenth. You know, Golden State's right now in 11th, under under 500. Phoenix is, you know, a game over 500. If they can get back to 500, um, I think anything is possible, and I would not want to play them in a play-in. Um, you know, right now you have Minnesota and OKC, you know, one and two. Like, you know, Grizzlies versus one of those younger teams. Like, would you take the Grizzlies at full strength or OKC? Like, I don't, I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made that uh, in a playoff series, they're a little more battle tested. You know, you never know. So um, that's what I love about the league right now is I think really anyone's it's anyone's game. Like you, I don't like, I don't think it'll be crazy if a seven or eight seed, um, you know, takes a first round series um, compared to years prior. So I'm excited to uh, to see where that goes. And while they're very fragile, like if they lost one of like they're really six, seven guys deep, they're still starting, you know, biz at the five, which is not where you want to be. But I'm realizing that a lot of teams are like that. Like a lot of there's not a lot of teams which is with like just pure quality depth that would allow them to remain as elite or you know title contendery if they lost people to injuries right like mm-hmm. in the example i was thinking of the other yesterday was boston boston is probably the best team in the league i think we've all kind of put our flag on boston for now mm-hmm. and you know chris Dapps, who's notoriously getting injured all the time has some sort of calf issue now and he's out horford goes into the starting lineup and all of a sudden you're looking at this team and you're like, look, who's coming off the bench for these guys? Like, it's like it is it is it gets real thin real quick, even for a team like Boston. Um, and imagine if they, you know, lost one more player. I mean, their starting lineup still very elite. But it, I guess my point is, yeah, Memphis sucked. But like when you lose your best player like that and 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 each team only really runs, you know, five or six really good players. I mean, it's obviously going to you know play a big factor in your win loss yeah. record so um i mean in memphis's what... case they lost three of their five best players 
you know, like yeah. of that five, they they didn't have Smart, Morant, or Adams. So it, like this is a this is a completely revitalized team with, again, like it, it's so simple to say, John Morant's back, right? So it, it'll be fun. Yeah, no, I'm excited. I think they can make the plan. I'll set that. And um, speaking of losers, Matt, I need you to get your icy hot take of the week from last week out because it's still the dream is still alive. Um, uh, I I made another one. Okay, give it, but give us last week's one, and then you can tell us. Yeah. So we we went a bit over time last week. So with those trades, which was great, but. The hot take was that the Detroit Pistons, as shitty as they've been, would set the new single season record for uh, <laughs> losing streak. So at that point, I think they were twenty one. Honestly, it was actually two weeks ago. I just <laughs> we haven't we haven't had the time to fit it in. Um, so I'd like to just Haters will say out. it's fake. So what what's the what's the record? Twenty eight. I think it's 27. I think if they hit... The record's 28 over two seasons, so I don't really agree with that. But in one season, it's 26. So they're at 24 right now. Their next opponents are the Nets, losable, twice. (laughs) It's the Jazz tomorrow. The Jazz Jazz one to me. Nets twice, Celtics, Raptors, and then Rockets. So, you know, the Raptors, Rockets... It has a legitimate chance to go to 30. Wow. And I think... I think they have to beat the Jazz. Like that is the game to win. I think the I Jazz the one, is the one. Yeah, I yeah the one the yesterday one. was against the Hawks. They were actually in it the whole game. Cade played really probably his best game of the season, and they only lost by six. I was honestly thinking of betting that one because if it was to end, that I don't know. The Hawks are not a very good team this year. They're kind of dysfunctional, and it kind of seemed Hawks like it was an dog shit and i think it's a i think it's a good betting strategy to take the pistons money line for the next four games just because the line's gonna be dumb like you're, you're gonna get positive odds like no matter what yeah. um it's, it's typically plus 600 oh, that's, not even that game. that's not even that good yeah but it's not, I don't it's know, not to credit, it. like if they win the next four like they, they gotta have lot. some sort of like there's got to be something in them that's like, there's no fucking way I'm going to be in the worst, the worst losing streak of all time, right? Like, yeah. 24, like, I get it. They're they're not trying to be good. But, like, 24? <laughs> that's crazy. Like, like, I think, I think they have a legitimate shot at having the worst record ever. Um... Are they even that bad though? Like I'm so I mean, I think, yes, they are. They are that bad. I think, but like, I think how are they that bad? Thing, I think the biggest thing in difference from years past is the level of play of all the other teams. Yeah. Like the league outside of the bottom three. So the Spurs, who had a losing streak of eighteen, I think, snapped the other day against the Lakers. So kudos to them. Yeah. <laughs> They're already out of it. And the Wizards. And those three teams are so, so, so bad, so dysfunctional, don't make a lot of sense. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, is that in in a league where we've been talking about parity and how good the parity has been in this league, better than than it's ever been in in our recent viewing history, it's interesting to see how bad the Spurs and the Pistons are. But you're right, it's that every single other team is actually pretty good. 
and these guys just aren't. But uh, Justin, I like your question because you you look at the Pistons roster and the the talent there is impressive. Like the, the amount of good, I, I I think so. Like um, the amount of good players on that team. Oh, read out their top five. I, I guess it, it's all like young guys, and we're talking about like Killian Hayes, you know. It's like what, like Boyan? He's, he's been the worst player in the NBA for years now. For three years now, yeah. Uh, but but like, everyone else, you know, Cade, Ivy, I mean, Boyan, to be Duran. fair to them. So, so one of the things I want to mention is to be fair to them, like they have had a lot of injuries, and with those injuries was their shooting. So a lot of their scoring, because I think they're 29th in scoring or something ridiculous. <laughs> and so they didn't have Boyan Bogdanovich. Much of the year, he's come back, I think, last week, maybe the week before. And he's, I think, their most expensive player. Yeah, their most expensive player. Probably their best player. Yeah, and then you have Joe Harris, who I think should be back somewhat soon, their second most expensive player. So uh, who he play for veteran Joe Harris. Yeah. Arguably. Joe Harris. Respectfully, Joe Harris isn't going to change shit. Not going to change he anything. He three-point shooting. They have just yeah, you, no you just need shooting that. whatsoever. And in especially like today's league, you need three point shooting to be competitive, and it's just that advantage of scoring, like the points per possession, goes up way more if you can shoot threes. And then they also didn't have Monte Morris, so those three. Obviously, any other team that doesn't really matter too much, but if they have those three, I don't think they're they're not great, but I think they probably are in the Memphis Portland range as opposed to just losing maybe 30 in a row. And I think it also goes back to the trade. I forget what it was exactly, but when they got rid of Sadiq Bay last year, it made no sense at the time. It's like five and seconds. They got, they got James Wiseman back, I think, yeah. in an already crowded court. Like it makes, that trade made no sense at the time. And I think they were one of our two F grades during the trade deadline. Yeah, and are. it's now coming back to bite them. And I think management yeah, really needs to like look five seconds it. for it as well. Sorry? They got like five seconds out of it as well. So they got some draft yeah, capital. The Hawks but... trade, yeah, the Five seconds. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. He was, yeah. Awesome. Like, he, was yeah. he was great for them. I'm like, oh, I think. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. The hot take was that they're going to break the record. And that was two weeks ago when it was like. <laughs> 15 losses and now they're two away and have a legit three away I guess to actually do it but I think they have a legit shot of doing it and I think they will it's just funny like, I, I think about you know the worst teams ever and the worst records ever obviously I think the, the record holder is the Bobcats and when was that their expansion year or the year after yeah. their expansion year and like, like, you know, that, year. that team was bad that team was really bad like they had like Emeka Okafor and I think that's it you know like Adam Morrison it, yeah, it, it was a lot worse than this team. Is what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. So the it, talent in this league is is yeah. on another level, and it's it's all coming from the international pool, right? It's it's these it's becoming a world worldwide sport now, and um, you know, all the best players, well, most of the top five are all international players now, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the league's great. My my hot, I'm gonna throw a little icy hot take okay. uh, as well. I'm gonna say that the Pistons beat the Jazz tomorrow at home. There's this is their last. This is their last chance. This Shall we squad hope. bet on this? Is this a the Pistons a money, money line? line? <laughs> yeah, I would I say think, I would I would say the Nets more. 
Yeah, be because they have you back to backs against the Nets. They're going to be. The Jazz are Jazz, bad. The Jazz are the Jazz, so bad. No, the Jazz have had a lot of injuries this year. When they all play, they honestly are a sneaky spread betting team. Mm. I'll say that on air. They always <laughs> win. I'm not afraid to say it. I'll say it on air. <laughs> and it, it kind of it it's kind of the same as their reputation from last year as as a spread bet team because you know obviously the biggest surprise of the league last year was Lowry Markin and the Jazz and mm-hmm. I, I get it they're just a weird team you can't really set a good line in Jazz games because they're they're a weird team. Lowry's been in some trade rumors. You have been been reading that. La- he, should Lowry be, rumors? He, should, he should be. There's no way he should be wasting his talents there in Utah. That team is going nowhere. But he's awesome. No, I mean, I, you think he should be? I think he's. I think it's crazy. They should keep him. Why, you're saying? Yeah. Why would you trade a 26 year old who so actually young. wants to be in Utah? Like he's actually a good player. Why? 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 Unless you get like a crazy deal, which. Well, I'm thinking OKC. Okay, really, really fun. We you know we were talking just, about what's the appropriate fine. target for OKC last week. Lowry yeah, Markinen is like, well, oh, that's so it good. It'd be great. Yeah. It, it just, if you're Utah, how many picks do you need? Because yeah. they're one crazy trade away, I guess, from being the OKC in the future with having just a million picks because of the Gobert deal and then the Donald Mitchell deal. When we like, talk, we're sitting pretty good. Yeah, but we we talked about this from OKC's perspective. Like, once you identify the guy, you can pay 130 cents on the dollar and like kind of wow a team. And I, I think Lowry fits Lowry and Chet front court to me is uh, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good fit. I can't argue. I just it's think awesome. if you're the Jazz, it'd be really weird. Well, the thing that. is, I agree with you if they think that Lowry is the number one option of the future. Like, if they could really build a franchise around him, and I I personally don't see that. Like, OKC did this with Shea. Right, they they refuse to trade Shea, and we're like, we're gonna keep this guy, we're gonna keep this guy, we're gonna build assets around him, da, 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 and it's working. I don't think Lowry is in the same realm as Shea necessarily. Yeah, that's what that's my argument. If, if if you're an NBA team, this is one of the things that I don't really understand. Is does your whole team have to be cheeks? Like, does your whole team <laughs> just have to suck if you're tanking? Like, you can't keep any good assets. I think I'll walk you a just, Kessler. You just, I guess. Yeah, he's been kind of shit this year, yeah. though, to be honest. As soon as I trade for him, fucking fantasy. <laughs> um, like, does everyone have to be bad? Or, I guess, on a rookie contract? Like, it just... it doesn't You don't really need to go all fun. the way. Yeah, I, I see what Yeah, you, you don't need to be, yeah. like, complete dog. But, like, you could, <laughs> you could but, be okay. Also, the, I then, think the Jazz... Then, then you don't commit to the... I, don't know. I think yeah. the the jazz. I mean, Danny Ainge obviously knows what he's doing. Um, the Jazz definitely overachieved last year. I don't think it was part of their plan to. I mean, it clearly wasn't because they tanked, basically tanked at the end of the year, uh, to do as well as they did. Um, if you look at their roster, I mean, outside of Lowry, there isn't a ton of talent there. Um, so, um, like yeah, I, I to me, it doesn't necessarily make <laughs> sense. I need a new mic what? and you need a new router. Yeah, you need to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, somehow. yeah, that's so fair. Am I cutting <laughs> out a lot? Sorry, keep going. <laughs> you just cut out. Okay. Well, where did I cut out? <laughs> so just, just start over. Just start over. Okay. If you're the Jazz, to me, like last year, they they did overachieve. It was year one of a rebuild. They just traded Gobert. They just traded Mitchell. I think the plan was to 
do this hard reset. Lowry obviously wasn't the asset that he was uh, when they traded for him. He's he's much improved. Um, but I, 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 do, I do think that Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge is being smart in that he knows this team is not close. Like, he knows it. And Lowry is 26. I don't know exactly how many years left he's under contract, but... You know, by the time that they are competitive again, you know, it'll probably be at least a couple years and they do need to continue to accumulate high level talent. Um, so to me, it does, and this is a sometimes like this might be Lowry's peak value in mm. terms of how many years left he has on his contract. How, you know, he just made an all star team. Um, he's still playing very well, shooting 40 percent from three. Like I do get the idea of at least seeing what's out there for him. I saw some you know, fake OKC trades where they're giving like five first round picks Jesus. Um, for him and obviously some matching salary that, you know, would be OK to me. The the Jazz need to trade guys like Clarkson, Sexton and Collins. Like to me, those are guys like, can you get a first out of each Jordan Clarkson? Yeah. I think I mean, Sexton, I don't think has a whole lot of value right now, but I think Clarkson probably has a value in a veteran team. All yeah, like to me, those are the guys. Those are the guys you hope. need to. I think that could be the thing, though, with the Thunder, if they do something like for marketing, just throw in another pick and get Clarkson as well. Yeah. Like something like that. Sure. Like just just get get to being 10 deep. That that's a, that's a really disgusting team. If they get Clarkson yeah. and marketing on that Thunder team, that's, yeah. that's so gross. Oh, like you give away Isaiah Joe and another first. No, it would be it'd be Bertons because he's the big. Oh, yeah. Contract you can throw away, Poku and probably Trey Man. Got a ton really of picks. And yeah, whatever picks make it work. Get Jordan Clarkson and Lori Markkinen. It's back. awesome. I I I got Bruce the, the thought of the thought of Markkinen with that starting lineup in a Thunder is is thrilling to me. I'm creaming and my it, pants. It makes okay. Well, it. <laughs> And it makes sense for the Thunder, right? He's he is like on the flip side. He is 26. He's under contract for at least a couple more seasons. Um, I'll have to look into that while I keep because <laughs> I keep talking about his contract. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, thanks, Murray. But it makes total sense if you're OKC with the amount of draft capital you have, the fit, the the t- age timeline. Um, to me, it, it does make it just the, the also the fit within a front court of Chet Holmgren. Holmgren. Like it makes a lot of sense for me on both sides, which means I, you know, it could happen, um, might be an off season thing, but I, I do like the idea of, of, uh, Utah understanding where they're at and, and still kind of recommitting to getting more of this, you know, pulling an OKC 2.0, just getting a bunch of draft capital, still, um, acquiring young talent and, and having a couple more years of kind of irrelevance, but. So marketing is on his third year for, um, She's got a year and a half left. So a year and a half left. Yeah. One thing I want to bring up, and and what Matt was saying too about NBA teams always having to, well, not having to, but the the narrative of them having to commit to being either really bad or really good, is that Larry Marketing is a lot of fun to watch. Like he, I I I think I think he's a ticket seller. Like if you're trying to make money as the Utah Jazz, he's massive. It's like it you forget until you see he's huge, and the way that he moves for someone that like he's like a legit seven foot. And the way he moves and the way he plays doesn't reflect that. He plays like a three, but he's seven feet tall. It's it's amazing. Like we talk about how big Walker Kessler is just because his arms are huge and because he his presence is huge. Look at them like next to each other. They look the same size. 
which is stupid considering how good marketing is at offense. And I think I, I, that's something to consider as well as like just selling tickets. You have to be winning games to sell tickets. Yeah, and that's probably a factor for Utah as well. Like in terms of like, hey, if we give up Larry, we have literally nobody else. Like who are we putting yeah. on the front cover? Taylor is it John Hendricks. Collins? Is... Yeah, I don't know. Um, the last thing I'll say, yeah, maybe Kessler, yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, that I forgot what I was going to say, so it doesn't matter. I also do. Um, oh, sorry, I got it back, got it back. Okay, last thing I'll say. Larry, I think he needs he, he's nice because he's not really a tweener like he's i don't think he's good enough to anchor a good defense so he's clearly not going to be your like lead rim defender or your five like he is a he's clearly a four and he's an he's an awesome from from the three-point arc but him matched with a rim protector is like mwah. like, like that, chet gonna create like chet Holmgren. exactly and he's a strong rebounder would, on like chet home i would love it i would yeah. love it all right matt um, time for another hot take all right <laughs> All right, this week's hot take. We got the Pistons out of the way. We did. Not really. Um, so I think so. Obviously, since Zach Levine got out, the Bulls have been kind of fire. Kinda oh, good. not this. Not oh, this. No. Is good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like where this is going. No, so just the, the hot take is that the Bulls are going to make the play in. Basically, so the East kind of sucks, and pretty much to make the plan is the tenth seed, right? At worst, yeah. So you have to beat pretty much five teams to get there. I'm just looking at it from that perspective. So Hornets, Wizards, Pistons, all out. I think at this point, locks. Raptors, I think pretty pretty soon gonna commit to the bit, and they're gonna be gone. Trade OG. They've been committing to this bit for fucking three years. <laughs> you want a ring, Justin? Stop complaining. Yeah, yeah, stop complaining. You got, you got it. I think Siakam's gone. OG's gone. It would be real stupid if they didn't learn from the Fred thing. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's four. And then maybe one of Nets and Hawks. I think and, it'd be the Hawks if it was. If and, it was like, I don't know. Since he's been out, like, they played really well. Well, let's record, talk about game, your let's talk about your most improved game, player. Wait, so that since that game, that was the game that the Celtics ran up the score in the play-in, and they lost by what was it like thirty-five or something ridiculous? Yeah, yeah. they've they've taken the Bucks to OT twice. So Bucks twenty and seven sitting atop the second in the Eastern Conference, looking pretty nice. So good teams. Uh, they beat the Pelicans. Spurs Hornets lost to the Nuggets. Like they just haven't lost by double digits since that happened. They beat the Heat, who are looking good. They beat the 76ers most recently, looking good. Like they just look like a completely different team without him on the floor, which is kind of insane because he's your most expensive player. And it's all thanks to Kobe White. Dude, and hell, hell fucking rights. I think so. I, I don't know. I've talked about it briefly. If you've been a fan of the podcast this whole time, how just frustrating the Bulls are with draft picks. So let's say from 2015, first round draft pick, Bobby Portis, great player, gets into a fight with Nikola Mirotic, gets right. traded to the Bucks because of it, and wins an NBA championship. 
and is one of like the best glue guys in the league. Good player. So real yeah. annoying. 2016, Denzel Valentine. Like, <laughs> I think I think he's actually I saw the other day, he's playing in Australia. He's playing in Melbourne. Here. You can go see him. Yeah, so I can go see their first round draft pick. Michigan State legend, Denzel Valentine. Yeah. <laughs> 2017, they traded to Minnesota and Golden State, so they don't have 2018, seventh overall, Wendell Carter Jr. He's just dog water. Like he's just awful. And then gets him. traded to Magic and it pretty much cancels out Booch. Pretty much does the same thing, but shoots a little bit better three. Yeah. And plays better defense. So fucking annoying as shit. <laughs> I mean, Real, I mean, talking about that Booch trade, that, that Wendell Carter trade, I mean, that's something yeah. else as well that you could probably get into. Yeah. I think, okay, so the 2017, I'm just going off of uh, basketball reference, but I think that was the year that they traded for Laurie Markkinen. They traded up to get Laurie Markkinen. Another example, poorly coached, like wasn't put in the right situations, immediately traded Cleveland, plays so much better. So much better. And then he gets straight to the Jazz, and then we've already talked to him. Like he's, he's an electric player who's definitely the first-round value that they should have gotten back. 2019, Kobe White, honestly not that great until 12 games ago, and now he's the second coming. Like, (laughs) he's just, it's so, and then Pat Williams not living up to it. Io DeSunru kind of fire for a second round pick, and then Dale and Terry, too young to tell. But it's just been so fucking frustrating because this Kobe White resurgence should be happening on another team. It's like he didn't get the memo that he got traded. Yeah, yeah. And it's just so nice to see, and I'm so happy. And obviously it's been, what is it, like 12 games, 13 games? It's it's a really small sample size, but I'm just loving it. I think he's Breaking back, news. Folks. I think he's back. Breaking news. Matt Legg back with the yeah. Chicago Bulls. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can ever fully renounce them. I'm definitely more on the Thunder train. Oh, you, but, but you did. Just, but you did. Nice. It's just nice to see. That's all. What What's nice see. to see for me is uh, confirmation that Zach Levine is a negative player. That's my That's my takeaway from this. I I I've never liked Zach Levine as a player. I've never thought he was a high value player at all. And this is just confirmation to me. He sucks. This is a uh, kind of breaking news. So I'll might as well break it here with you guys. Apparently, the Lakers. And Levine are basically a done deal. Like a deal for Levine is essentially done. Uh, uh, the GM. Um, so the it's GM. probably going to be D'Angelo Russell and what a, and a first round pick. And then we need to add more salary though. Yeah, I don't know who the matching salary will have to be because he makes fucking forty million dollars a year. But Rui, maybe. It, do you think that's too much though? Yeah. Rui. D'Angelo and a first round pick for Zach Levine. Maybe they don't even need to throw in the first round pick. Maybe it's just like salary matching and that's it. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know who it would be, to be honest. I wouldn't give up of 2020. Like the Lakers only have a 2029 first they can trade, and I would not do that for Zach Levine's contract. God, no. Yeah. But would you do it for D'Angelo and uh, Ruiz just straight up? You're basically putting your 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 you're screwing over your books for the next like in the after this year, um, because D'Angelo was on an expiring, 
And if you believe in Rui, you're giving up that potential upside. But I mean, I, I don't I don't know how much I actually I believe in Rui, Rui becoming a legit player. That's Reeves. pretty fair. I'm I'm pretty happy with that. I don't that. think you're gonna get rid of Reeves. No, Reeves is un- Reeves is untouchable. So I think which is crazy. It's yeah, it has to be. Rui Russell and Rui. I don't think Russell drives much winning for uh for the no. Lakers anyway. Talking about negative players, I think he's yeah. just about as negative as they come. And so I for would, me, like if you're I would need this <laughs> as a I, I do think I do think if I anyone can figure out some value, but fuck. I think if anyone can figure out the Zach Levine experience and you know drive him to being a winning player in some capacity would be LeBron James. So I do think <laughs> I would do that if I was the Lakers, um, presuming you don't have to give up a first round pick. But I, apparently it's very close to some sort of agreement. So we'll see. I just think it's such a Le GM trade. Like the, this is such a LeBron's like, oh yeah, Zach's nice. I need him on my team. And he, I, he has historically, I mean, this is tough to say. I was going to say that he is historically a pretty bad judge of um, trade value and and contract management as far as getting his teammates in. Um, but, you know, he has won a lot of championships, so maybe it does work. But I, <laughs> this is so LeBron. This is so LeBron to want Zach Levine on this team. And yeah. I, I mean, I, <laughs> the worst part is it kind of makes sense because, like, they do need a second, like guy who can just like put the ball in the in the hoop it, it can't be lebron james and austin reeves can he really be your like 1b i don't know and um i mean the lakers defense is good enough to insert zach levine and not lose a lot yeah you know what i mean like it's it's actually doable yeah like, i agree ah, fucking... so apparently this deal will probably not get done until january 15th because Rui can't be traded until then and he's pretty clearly going to be in that package so apparently there's all this lingo of like all signs are pointing towards this deal wow. and it's like very, but you can't really break anything because where are you hearing this from? Is it... It's just a, it's just an article that came out um, wow. and a very, bunch of different uh, who wrote it um, and what, what publication? Uh, Tyler Conway wrote an article on Bleacher Report, but there's a guy named Darnell Mayberry who works for the athletic saying wow. that, um, saying wow. that all signs are pointing towards this deal being done. So we'll see, though. Things we're can change. We're just waiting for and Shams. Once they get in, once Yahoo gets in, we're... I mean, we're it's still a month away, right? So it's... um, That's awesome. But I do think that would be like um, addition by subtraction for the Bulls, Matt, to go back to your point. And they do seem committed to winning. They There's been a couple of reports over the past they couple always, weeks. Always are. It's so they want to keep pushing these chips in. Um, so OG and OB, well... You're a Chicago Bull. Welcome to the Windy City. Yeah, I think um, uh, just the D'Angelo Russell fit makes absolutely no sense. So I would just hope there's a third team or just immediately get shipped somewhere else. Like like uh, the Russell Westbrook to the Jazz. Like it was like four hours or something. I would just hope that. Or I think he's a Chicago native and maybe this resurges his career. I don't know. <laughs> but when you have Kobe White playing like an all star, <laughs> I so do you, do you guys really believe in the Kobe? Because I I'm I am hesitant as a Kobe White believer, as someone who has wanted this for him for now three years. He's showing all the flashes of what he was drafted to be, right? Like every, everything here is what we wanted out of Kobe White to begin with, but totally. he would always go on week long stints where he's the guy. And then just disappear. Not you know, not necessarily to his fault. Like he he struggled to get consistent playing time, 
but he also mm-hmm. like struggles to hit shots consistently, struggles to take good shots consistently. Um, but you know, this is this is working out. Do do you believe in this? I believe I believe in him on my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> Great pickup. I I mean, look, I, 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 there's one thing about him. I think he can keep putting up these stats, but I don't know if he's if 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 he can drive winning on a winning you know winning team long term. I only time will tell. I don't think he's. I think there's somewhere in the middle. He's not as bad as he once was. He's not as good as he is right now. There's probably some sort of middle ground that uh, will, he'll fall into. But you know he's he's pretty small, so defensively is tough. So he's if not. that he's six five, he's no, he's not. Yeah, he is really. He no, plays he's smaller. not. He, he definitely plays he's smaller. He's six five. He is six yeah, five. He's six five. Dude, I no, thought this guy was like six feet like even. A big, a big guard, no. Like him and him and I don't know him and Caruso, him and Lonzo Ball? Question mark. If he that, comes back, it, it, that that shit Lonzo Ball will that. never. We're, we're done with Lonzo <laughs> <Yeah>. Ball. <laughs> don't even bring up his name, dude. Yeah, but I don't know if you're the Bulls. You have Kobe White. Let's say he plays like eighty percent of this the rest of his career. Like wishful thinking. That's but pretty good. No, that that's, that's like the good. ideal. Yeah. You have Alex Caruso, Javon Carter, Io DeSumo. Like I, I like those guards. So if you're the Bulls, like I guess it'd be getting Rui, and it's like a better Pat Williams, I guess. And what yeah, they does, need to does get D'Angelo Russell Williams. just like sit because I like those guards all more than D'Angelo Russell. So exactly. Are we... Yeah. So if you're the Bulls, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. I guess it's addition by subtraction. You're getting rid of that contract, like very openly discussed as one of the worst contracts in the league right now and he's not a winning player etc etc but i would just hope that they immediately would ship d'angelo somewhere else yeah well he's also an expiring right so worst case it's just off your books um yeah i mean look the chicago beating philly the other night i have a bit of a bone to pick with philly sports uh i mentioned it in our group chat uh for uh, briefly but Philly fucked me once more. Philly always seems to fuck me. I had two parlays that I were that one was plus a thousand, one was plus eight hundred. Um, one was contingent on it was a six leg money line parlay for just just basically for teams to win, and the Sixers beating the Bulls was the only one that didn't hit that. <laughs> that would imply the other five teams did what they were supposed to do. Um, and then. And that was fine because I only put, I think, five bucks on that. So I lost, you know, cost me about 30 bucks or whatever of winnings. Um, the one that sucked was I had a plus $1,000 parlay on the Monday night football game um, where all it was like a five leg parlay and all my props, all my like player performance props hit. And all I needed was the Eagles money line to finish it off for a, it was a plus a thousand. I think I put 10 bucks on it. It would have been like a $100 payout. And then last drive of the game, fucking Drew Locke puts oh. <laughs> his backpack on and and beats the Eagles. Oh, this and last I was Monday. This just so now. So <laughs> mad. This was like two days. Yeah, two days ago. Yeah. Was I was sick. so pissed. Philly is pissing me off. Um That was a so, that was a fun game too. That that Hawks Eagles game was, was a lot of fun to watch. Game. Really well, I was so fired up. I was like basically counting my money already. I was like, oh, like Kenneth Walker props hit, like the Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown hit. Like I got all these everything hit. And I was like, okay, let's just finish this off. It was like 
thirteen seven in like the entry fourth. It was like seventeen seven or something entering the fourth. So I was like, oh, this is key cash. Might as well cash this in. True and, lock, uh, maybe. It did not work out. Yeah. So yeah. I'm mad. A little sidebar. Um, <laughs> mad at Philly But I sports. do think. I think it'd be we'd be remiss if we didn't quickly touch on a Philly superstar, Joel Embiid, and where he's at. He has been, he has been on a tear, uh, to say the least. He's averaging thirty four and a half points a game. Um, I think there was a stat where he played four games in a row where he or he's played four or five games now where he's gotten over thirty points and he hasn't played in the fourth quarter at all. Yeah. Um, it's it's just not really fair. And with Jokic, um, not to bring the same narrative in from the so, past two years. So remember when I brought Jokic kind of struggling last week, or was it the week before? And yeah. you guys just went crazy. I just mm-hmm. want to. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Continue. I mean, you're right. You're right. We we acknowledge <laughs> that you were right, but it was a short. It was a small sample size. But um, Embiid has been so dominant that we're now in a situation again where it's Jokic versus Embiid. And I think Embiid's in the lead right now with the advanced stats, with the counting stats, with the, just the pure dominance. Um, yeah. And the Sixers sitting, you know, just under the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. It's a, I, I've always had a bone to pick with Embiid. And it's funny that you brought up that stat about the fourth quarter and him not playing. Because I, I've, I've uh, an issue with Embiid for me is in the fourth quarter. He just loses his motor and just decides to chuck up shots or like start flopping to get in the line. And he doesn't he doesn't have that consistent motor that lasts four quarters because he's unstoppable in the first three quarters and then he just gets tired and so it it, it kind of makes sense. I also saw a stat recently about um uh, season points per game and how everybody else in in this uh, points per game leadership leaderboard in the history of the NBA has played you know around thirty eight plus minutes per game some most of them around like hovering over forty. And Joel is doing this on like 32 minutes per game right now. As you're saying, like he, he doesn't play a whole lot of game. It's just that when he's on the court, he can't be stopped. And he's just, a, he's, he's a bucket every time. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly impressive. Um, can I just read his scoring totals in December, like individual games? I would love that. He started December off with a 50, 50 bomb against, uh, uh, 50 bomb to start the month off. Then 38 points, 34 points, 41 points, 35 points, 42 points, and 40 points in his last game. That's that's December so far for him. And he um, was six and one in that stretch, or seven and eight, seven and one in that stretch. So he won seven games. I will say though, the, the teams that he's played in December, um, not not a great run. It's like, yeah, it's Charlotte, Detroit, Detroit, Washington, Atlanta, and Washington. So. It, yeah, Take you're right. With a grain of salt, but yeah. but before that, he was dropping. He was he you know, he dropped thirty points in the previous five games as well. So yeah. yeah, but you're right. And in four of those six games or seven games that I just mentioned, he played right around or under thirty minutes in to get those to, to get there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I do think the Philly thing, grain of salt with their you know they've had one of the easier schedules uh, so far, but. Embiid is at the top of his game, peak of his powers. And I think when it comes to the playoffs, if again, we got to see it, we got to see him stay healthy. Um, but basketball's a lot of it's about having the best player in the series. And I don't, you know, if you're the Bucks or if you're 
the Celtics, like that's going to be a tough guy to stop. And I think we need to take Philly seriously as a, I'm I'm okay to call them a third banana still, but I think they are closer to the same tier as those teams versus other than than ever before. So, hundred percent. There's yeah, not a lot of teams that are equipped to stop players like Embiid and Jokic. And I mean, in the West, you have Minnesota, who's kind of equipped to stop the Nuggets, but in the East, Boston, Al Horford, the the famed uh, Embiid stopper for Embiid's entire career, is you know forty. So th- there's really nobody there who who could stand up. Maybe Jakob Pertle. Who knows. That's how we trade for him, baby. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think it's just testament, I think, to Nick Nurse as well. And we've already like brought him up, Harry Maxey. Just he puts his players in positions to succeed. And uh, I think he's the best coach or Embiid's. Yeah, he's the best coach that Embiid's had. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a good kind list. Of, yeah. Doc, but. <laughs> yeah, Doc. But I don't know. I'm still I'm kind of out on Doc. Yeah. Um, Doc is becoming him. an awesome I'll say Doc is becoming an awesome media personality I, yeah, every single one of his episodes before. with Simmons yeah. is unbelievable yeah. the the, no, the shit that he drops there great. is fucking awesome he's great just as a coach yeah yeah I don't know I do miss Nick I'm not gonna lie makes me um, sad I want to bring up I want to bring up what seemed like the most dramatic night in NBA history it's sometime early uh, late last week with Giannis dropping 64 against the Pacers. Oh, yeah. Because we didn't bring this up. I forgot about this. What What the hell was that? Uh, so the, the Pacers and the Bucks now have some animosity. They played each other twice, uh, three times this year. Once in the in-season tournament where they um, knocked the Bucks off of the contention and were like kind of big dick about it. And then this time around where tempers are flaring, Giannis is throwing elbows, he's pushing people around. He still drops 64 in the win. And the, 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 the thing is, what he's accusing the Pacers of doing is intentionally robbing him of the game ball for a 64 piece to give it to um, young rookie. Who, who, what's the rookie's name? He's the Kansas. I center. don't even know. I don't even pretend to know. Yeah. Uh, who actually technically um, he scored a basket already. So the reason they gave it to the rookies is because it was his first NBA basket, but he actually already scored a basket in the in-season tournament, but it didn't count as a regular season game. Hmm. So it's not actually his first basket, but they stole Giannis's game ball to give it to the rookie. And Giannis is like charging the locker room and shit. It's just what is going on? And I think that day two, that might have been the same, roughly the same time as the Draymond incident on. Um, I think it was yeah the same night. On was it on Nurkic? And so. then our favorite player of all time, Isaiah Stewart, also had a, a fighting incident, and it was just that was so funny. Oh, what a Beverly night. thing just pushed him to the ground. And then, do you see the Pacers then sign James Johnson the next day? Oh, Is we saw right? it. Yeah, yeah. they play again soon. They, they... Oh, Dude, that I think, is. So I think funny. it would just be such a fun playoff matchup. Actually, at this point, that's, that's I agree. What I'm hoping for like, that in the conference final, that would be so much fun. Oh man! Uh, so the Pacers. Happen. The Pacers play the Bucks uh, on uh, J- January first and January third. They have a back-to-back series. Oh, yes, and they have James Johnson now. I, is that true? They actually signed James Johnson. Yeah, they actually yes, signed yes, James right after the game, basically. Like, that is the, the funniest day. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, he's so like an MMA guy. Yeah, he's like he'll fuck you up. Oh yeah, that was God. funny. On a, on like, a 
60% voted like NBA player least to be fucked with yeah. by other NBA players. <laughs> the tattoos alone scare scare the shit out of me. Um but yeah, honestly fucking goals. That guy is sick. Um good player. The my my main takeaway from that of that event is like what the fuck is Giannis smoking? Like honestly, there's been a few he and again he's yeah. played so well, so I don't know what the hell's going on. But there's been a few instances where whether it's like through some weird interviews or that incident or you know, there's I've I listened to a few podcasts where people say that he doesn't go into the huddle anymore, like for for team timeouts. He just like waits on this like it just sits down on the score table basically and then his brother like relays info to him or something. Yeah, he it's only just, talks like, to Thanasis. Yeah. And like, obviously there was something at the beginning of the year where their lead, you know, their lead assistant uh, got let quit or so some Adrian Griffin stuff as well. That doesn't seem to be like the, vi- and I think Bill Simmons mentioned this, but the vibes are not super on right now for the bucks, even though they are winning. Um, but I think Giannis is, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Giannis has been a little weird. He's been a little funky. So something to keep to, to bookmark and, and keep an eye on. Um, yeah, it's not the Giannis of old, for sure. Like, no, he, he was universally loved. Superstar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was universally loved. And uh, so I don't know. But we'll see. We'll bookmark it. Um, Taylor, the last thing I wanted to touch on today was something that we needed to finally put some respect on the name of the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Um they're starting to figure something out here. Yeah. Um, Matt, I feel like you were the highest on them, but after the Harden trade, I might be remembering it wrong. But Harden looks like you know he's very happy, and the happiest guy in the room these days is Kawhi Leonard. Mm. Um, the way he's playing, and just the way he's showing some emotion out there with Harden and uh, and. Uh, and Paul George and Russell Westbrook is accepting his role off the bench. Matt, what are you what are you seeing? What do you like about uh, what's going on there? I mean, so in our uh, over under draft last year, I picked the Clippers to be a a finalist, NBA finalist. <laughs> so I was really high on them then, and then all the events of last year unfolded, and the years prior, and I don't know. It's 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 kind of like a great for them, but it's hard to actually believe it, I guess. It would be my only thing. Like, this is probably as best, as good as we're going to see it. And it's it's fun, and I hope they keep it going. I would love for Kawhi to get another ring, to be honest. I think that'd be the most interesting career in NBA history, or one of them. And I'm all for it. Why not? Because um, then if you, I don't know, we can get into that later. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I believe it. It's hard to believe it. It's hard. I believe it. I kind of believe it too. It, the thing these these guys are get, very good at basketball. Injury. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like if they're healthy, yeah, totally. Like Kawhi is still Kawhi, and if if he's healthy, like where where do you take him in terms of your like NBA hierarchy, NBA player hierarchy? Like especially in the playoffs, like he's a top five. Yeah, the way he's playing right now, he can be the best team on a best player on a championship team. Still, the way he's playing at right this moment, it's just just, Kawhi Leonard. With them, I think they've figured out the rotations. Tyler's a great coach. They've they have all that down now. Um, Good for them. They they still have Powell. They still have Zubac. They still have uh, Terrence Mann. They still have 
you know, yeah, if you can get something out of Bones Harden, Highland or, you know. Harden's kind of unlocked a few things for them. Like, if you keep Powell, like, he's a really good shooter. He gets a lot of open looks now. Um, Zoo in the in the pick and roll looks really nice. Kind of unlocked another level to his game. And it's, yeah, it's fun. I'm All in. For it. I'm in. I, I, I James Harden is so good at basketball. And as much as we, we flame on him for being, you know, a team killer, flame on him for playing ugly basketball. He is, he's still, you know, he's still him. And I, I, I did this thing, the same thing with Russell Westbrook. And obviously it hasn't panned out in the same way that I thought it would. But, you know, now that he's accepting a role, these guys are really, really good basketball. You know, these are former MVPs. Um, it looks like both PG, as you're saying, PG and Kawhi have been healthy, but they've also bought into a role in this team that isn't what they've been for their whole career. Um, not necessarily a role player, but, you know, it, it it's... It could work for X superstars in one team. Like it, it, it's it's a it's like the uh, what's that movie where they get all those old guys in action movies, The Expendables. Yeah, mm. it's like that. You know, like it it could yeah. work. No, and I think I don't think they've lost since Harden became the starter. I think that was the thing, kind of figuring it out. Um, and now Russ is the sixth man, and he's. Yeah, they're good for him for being a great teammate, but I think I don't think they've lost since Harden become a starter, and he's also playing good defense. Good for him. Good for James Harden. Yeah, they're uh, he's no Zion. Uh, Yeah, they're winners of eight straight. They are thirteen and three over the last sixteen games, and in the past two, they've almost scored a combined. 300 points over the last two games, so close to an average of 150 a night, which is just absurd. Um, so yeah, something is clicking. And again, you see, you see the Harden meme that came out of it. Uh, I think it was either last night or a few nights ago where he just kind of looked into the camera and mouth wide open. You see, that? or he was doing snow angels on the ground. You see, like, do you guys see those? Very memeable. Those videos? Just a very memeable uh, character, James Harden. He hit four threes in a row. Back to back yeah. To back. Yeah. It was after the four point play. The fourth one, I think. Yeah. Um, he was just doing snow angels and facing the camera. So the vibes are very high and Kawhi has never looked like he's having had more fun than, than this. I still wouldn't put them above the nuggets. I would still probably put the, the Minnesota above them. I would still probably pick the Lakers over them. But like after that, like, are you convinced they're not as good as OKC or Sacramento or Dallas or, you know, Jesus. So I think they're in that tier now. I think they're in that kind of second tier. These are good um, teams, man. It's crazy. How I mean, many the West is deep. As there are. And then I didn't even mention New Orleans. This this conference is deep. It Say is again, deep. Justin. You didn't mention who? I didn't even mention teams like the Pelicans or the the Rockets or or Phoenix or Golden State. I mean, this conference right, is right, right is over. deep. <laughs> Right over. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Again? No, no, no. I'm I, I'm pretty happy about that. I mean, the yeah, so many good teams. I'm. I actually haven't been paying tabs on the Rockets. Are they still good? Yeah, dude. Yeah. No, they they. If they're at home, they're eleven and one at home and two and ten away. It's kind Jesus. of hilarious. <laughs> but if they're at home, a really really good team. Wow! Yeah, like the Suns. What is this league, man? And we have, and then we have the Pistons. Uh, wow. Yeah. 
I love the NBA. I think the Suns are going to miss the plan. Wow. Yeah. Who? I think the Suns the are going to miss the plan. I think they're going to be the 11th seed. What is the standing right now? They're they're currently 10th, but I I think Golden State's going to figure something out. And uh well, I think Golden State's dead in the water. <laughs> no, nah, they're going to make a trade. They're going to make a trade. They're going to do something. Yeah, I mean, that's something we haven't touched on is that I mean, we should probably touch on it's the biggest story in the NBA probably right now is Draymond. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and I guess that happened in the we, last we touched years. upon it. We touched we on it, but it, we touched on it, but he wasn't suspended indefinitely. Indefinite suspension is the yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. To me, that's just a cop out by the league. It's like that. Like he's going to therapy, and it's gonna he'll probably be back in three weeks, uh, which is what like ten games. Like I don't know. It's, it, it I I thought it was gonna be more. So if it, if it is three weeks, I thought it was gonna be longer. I thought it was gonna be like twenty five games or something. But I think it'll be longer than three weeks. We'll see. I heard three weeks, but we'll see. Wow, it, it's it's just a, I don't know. Is is this the end of the Warriors dynasty? Like, where do they go from here? It's the end of this iteration for sure. Clay is yeah, respectfully a little man, better. Clay is not good. He's played a little better over the past week, but he, he's not yeah. the old guy. Obviously, yeah, he's no Draymond the is... Okay, well, yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> and he's no Leguette's uh, Dort. <laughs> I, but I think it's time to consolidate those those young assets that you have. If there's you know with the value, suss the value for Kaminga and Moody, and I think trade for the best player you can. And I keep bringing it back to the Raptors, but I do think oh, Pascal yeah, would be a I good Pascal would be a good fit. I don't know. Uh, like I think Pascal's three point shooting numbers have been kind of kind of bad this year, and if Draymond does come back in some capacity and that's your five on and you have both of them on at the same time. I feel like you could just play so far off them, so I feel like that yeah. would stump them OG might be a better fit just as in terms of yeah, shooting. I think OG would be a better fit. Yeah, I was thinking more even beyond this season, like just a, kind of a yeah, I, I I like do you think Draymond's on this team next year? Like I don't know. I don't I don't know. Well I I, I do like the fit of Pascal and Steph, just because I, I, I like Pascal as a ball dominant high post guy and mm-hmm. running that with Steph in a lineup I think it'd be unbelievable mm-hmm. um, but yeah you're gonna need some shooting because that's that's kind of their biggest woe right now is that nobody else could get a bucket um, you need like a like a Miles Turner next to uh, next to a Pascal like a rim protecting big that can shoot threes kind of like that, like that... yeah yak or Chris Chris Boucher I have yes that. actually kind of fits I had to describe Stu needs to fucking eat some calories before he can do anything at the in the paint but uh oh my god I, I... You can back down Chris Boucher yeah I could beat Chris Boucher just one-on-one in general <laughs> just... I have like a hundred pounds on him at least just strictly false destroy yeah absolutely I could Chris Boucher are, sucks hard, Chris Boucher would just fall. fall down the second I just touched him he would fall down immediately He's a good player, Justin. Actually, I, win, I, win. yeah. <laughs> you, Chris Boucher could not get past me. I'm sorry. He could shoot over me. So if he makes <laughs> enough shots, but he would not. He would not get in the paint anywhere near the paint. Oh my god, Chris Boucher could not get past me. I just despise Chris Boucher. I just don't think he's good. He's not good. He I'm can't do one. You like 
it's you guys one on one, open gym, half court, and you're just slamming the, the court. <laughs> Dude, there's no audience. Like nobody's watching. It's just you and Chris. Yeah. This is my Super Bowl. You so you guys think I would lose to Chris Boucher? Yes. Uh, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'd probably say so. That's crazy. No, that's crazy. I'm not a betting I, man, but I'm saying that he's obviously better in an NBA system because you know the <laughs> running up the courts are <laughs> he's a system. Take it take it to the streets now. <laughs> obviously, you signed Chris Boucher over you signed me, but one on one, I'd take Chris Boucher. Put, put us on Kitts Beach. Put us on the Kitts Beach basketball courts, dude. <laughs> He also can't even dribble. I would just like pickpocket him the whole time. He could <laughs> you, Justin? Could you dribble? Dude, yeah, he would just dribble too high too. He's too tall. Yeah, that's what I'm Very saying. Good. I wouldn't even let him go for steals. I would just back him down every every possession. <laughs> I don't. I don't even need to drive past him. Oh God. I think that I could take so him. Funny. Best first to eleven baskets. I could do it. I don't think he touched the ball. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. I don't, I don't see how you'd score. Like, yeah, just back him down, bro. And then what? And then what? If you back him down, I don't think you could score once. Yeah, I don't think so. Either. I absolutely could. My post, I my, I don't think my, that's a hot take either. My post game is what? Is so you back level. him down. You're he's you're now under the rim. Ball. You're now you're telling under me the rim. you're. You're telling me that I, I don't give him a little shoulder bump, but he doesn't fucking like disintegrate like a fucking like flower <laughs> in what's the, the air. What's the tallest person you've ever played basketball with? I don't know. I pl- I played with someone who was like six foot eight once. This is an intramural league, and it's fucking ridiculous. It's a different universe. Like the the reach that they have is ridiculous. Anyway, you won't beat Chris Boucher in basketball. All right. Well, if you say so. Oh. That was another episode of 3 and D's. Hope everyone had a great time. Chris Boucher, if you're listening, let's 1v1. And uh, happy holidays from all of us at the 3 and D's family. Have a great rest of your day.